the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Great show for you tonight. No guests. That's right, no guests on this second show of 2019. This is actually our 150th show. And uh, so much news that's going on in the beer world that uh, I decided not to have a guest this week. But how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter, at Al Gatulo. Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. The email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. So a lot of news to get to. Obviously, the government shutdown uh, is affecting the beer industry. And for those of you who don't think that it is, coming up a little bit later on, I'm going to tell you how it's affecting uh, a lot of businesses, and even if the government gets rolling uh, over this weekend or early next week, it's still going to set back uh, some uh, beer people, especially those that are very local, um, not big, not big brew uh, beer, not big beer, but small beer. It's going to affect them going down the road, at least in the short term, and uh, this opening segment I'm recording on a Wednesday, so who knows? There's, you know, the, the government could have reopened uh, by the weekend. So again, uh, for full disclosure, I don't do this show live; I tape it. Uh, so the government could be open, but I have a feeling it's not, and it is affecting a lot of people in the beer industry. And we will get to that in just a little bit. Lots of news to get to, though. Uh, listener of the show, uh, Steve from Westchester, uh, Steve uh, Kubesic. He is uh, he lives up in Yonkers. And uh, loves to send me stuff via the newspaper, <clears throat> as you can hear. Excuse me as I clear my throat. Uh, the newspaper, he likes to send me some things from the newspaper and uh, about breweries that are going on, things of that nature. So, Steve, I really appreciate that. And sometimes it's really nice uh, to have that feel of newspaper in your hand again. Uh, for, for you millennials, you probably have no idea because you probably never picked up a newspaper. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. So there's a lot of new breweries that are coming uh, to the Yonkers area. One of them uh, that he had uh, given me uh, from Pleasantville uh, called Soul Brewing. Uh, this is a plan by a village resident uh, in Pleasantville, Alan Wallace. It's a 2,000-square-foot space that used to house a, a flower shop. Grain-to-glass microbrewery and tasting room. This is what they're proposing here. He's been brewing beer, Wallace, for more than 20 years. Uh, it's uh, He says it would be a cozy space inspired by what he, what he and his wife saw during travels in Belgium and elsewhere in Europe. So he wants to create a brewery that's modeled more on um, kind of a butcher-baker kind of thing uh, than a, being a production-type brewery. So my guess is he's talking about opening by Memorial Day, hours and other details still to be determined. Um, he's uh, before the Village Planning Commission in Pleasantville. Obviously, he's got to get variances on the building and stuff. And also, of course, getting a liquor license. Um, he wants to uh, plans to make uh, India Pale Ales. Nice, easy drinking oatmeal stout, various Belgian ales, uh, including a sweet one that uses local wildflower honey and wants to use local ingredients uh, wherever possible. So good luck to uh, Alan Wallace and his soul brewing over in Pleasantville. If he gets that going, that would be great. Now, some that are open right now, Decadent Ales uh, is open in Mamaroneck. They just opened a new tasting room, uh, which I definitely have to check out. It's a little bit of a hike for me, but Decadent Ales makes some fantastic beers. He's got uh, a food truck there as well. Uh, with a Pacific-influenced menu to pair with the beers. Uh, so you want to check that out. They are open, a Decadent Ales in Mimaranek, from 4 to 9 p.m. Wednesdays and Thursdays, from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays, and from 11 to 7 on Sundays. That's at 139 Hoyt Avenue 
in Mamaroneck, DecadentAles.com for more information. Coming up uh, very soon, uh, and I don't know if they're open yet. I should check this. Wolf and Warrior Brewing Company in White Plains. Uh, They're going to have light bar bites uh, such as Panini's Hot Dogs, Charcuterie. Uh, brined pickles as well, which sounds kind of cool. Um, and he's also going to have uh, the different beers available. New England-style double IPA, a stout, an Argentinian blonde down the road, 18 taps, 16 for, uh, for uh, Wolf and Warrior beers, one for a local cider, and one for nitro-cold-brewed coffee. Very cool. Along with New York State distilled spirits as well as select hard-to-find wine. So this is going to be a, a full-service uh, type of place. There are no TVs in here, he says um, uh, Michael Chiltern uh, will have his ten-foot projector for special events and movies. Hopes to feature live acoustic music uh, and uh, plans to create a beer garden environment for the outdoor patio. So good luck to him. Uh, this is going to be located 195A East Post Road in White Plains. Wolfandwarrior.com is the website for more information. Uh, as we continue on here in our news segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Local news and some other stuff as well. Um, what else? Captain Lawrence Brewing in Elmsford. They've expanded their new beer hall, more bathrooms apparently. On tap for the spring, they have a new chef. Uh, they're the in-construction 8,000-square-foot space next door to the current Elmsford space. Previously, had been a wholesale florist. They're going to turn into a restaurant-tasting room retail expansion, which will also include a small distillery. Good luck to Captain Lawrence Brewing. They make some pretty decent beers. And then finally, on Croton on Hudson, Tapsmith, this is being run by Tony Senecal. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with the name, she hosts a CBS TV show called Tony on New York. Uh, her and her husband, Tracy Shea, former journalist and marketer who created brands, plans for brands like Walmart and Hilton, said the Tapsmith will be a work in progress to allow a degree of input from the local community and craft crowd. So they're going to have uh, new beers, um, local beers, and uh, some unique food offerings as well. They're slated to open uh, early this year. 129 Grand Street in Croton on Hudson. Tapsmith uh, is the name of that place. So Steve from, Amer- from Yonkers, thanks for the information. Very much appreciated. Should follow up with a couple of these places. Try and get up there when I can. We've got other news going on, though, uh, nationally as well as locally. Founders uh, has retur- the return of Blushing Monk, first release of the 2019 limited series. Think of Blushing Monk, according to the press release, as Rubeus. Uh, uh, Rubeus's older sibling, more intense, slightly larger, just a bit more mature. Blushing Monk clocks in at 9.2% ABV, fermented with a Belgian yeast strain and a nod to the ancient monastic, monastic art of brewing. I'm sorry, I'm having a problem with words today. Uh, it'll be available in draft and in bottles, four packs, 12-ounce bottles, beginning uh, in this month and through March of 2019. Price will vary. Uh, by market. So kudos to founders. I'm sure I'll be getting a sample of that very soon, and I will report to you on how it tastes. Um, Coming up Friday, January 18th, good folks from Eight and Sand down in South Jersey and Woodbury, to be exact, debuting four new beers. First up, Space Force, a double IPA with the coveted Galaxy Hops, a beer with a complex tropical taste of passion fruit and peaches. Four packs will be available at $15 per. Next up, Flynn's Irish Red. That's named after owner-brewer Burke's dog, this multi-caramel red, nice dry finish. Uh, four packs available at $11 per four-pack. A nitro-dry Irish stout. Very nice balance of roasted barley and coffee notes. Four packs will be available also at $11 per. And then finally, a bed ombre, which is aged in tequila barrels. Uh, the honey agave notes provide a great balance against the chilies in this beer. According to Ayton Sand, this will be a draft-only uh, beer. So that's coming up Friday, January 18th. You want to get down to Woodbury, New Jersey, check out Eight and Sand's beers. I believe Eight and Sand will be at uh, the uh, Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest coming up uh, towards the end of March. Uh, looking forward to seeing those guys and checking out their beers. You definitely want to check that out. Pizza Hut. Um, this is interesting for those of you who are fans of Pizza Hut. More than a year after launching beer deliveries throughout Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Pizza Hut earlier this week announced plans to expand the service into a thousand stores by the, by the mid year this year. Uh, they are going to expand into five new states: Florida, Iowa, Nebraska, North Carolina, and Ohio, and would expand their beer delivery uh, as well as let's see, they're also going to get be in California as well as Arizona. The problem here is they're only going to be offering uh, beers from the three major beer companies: Anheuser Busch, InBev. Um, as well as Constellation Brands and Miller Coors. So uh, Bud Light, Budweiser, those types of beers, Blue Moon, you'll get some Corona Extra, 
really nothing to blow me away here uh, where I'd be ordering beer from Pizza Hut. Prices will range from 3 to $5 per two-pack, 6 to $12 per six-pack. They do not include offerings from independently owned craft breweries. Uh, Pizza Hut spokesperson told Brewbound, uh, where we got this information from, uh, the first phase of the rollout focused on popular mainstream offerings the company would evaluate craft beer opportunities in the future. Uh, I have a feeling that maybe down the road you'll see a local option, but I wouldn't hold your breath on that. And let's be honest, if you're drinking craft beer, are you really eating Pizza Hut? I don't know about that. But we'll see. Uh, that's that's just an interesting thing coming from Pizza Hut. And then finally, talking about big beer, Goose Island earlier this week talked about how, you know, the Bears lost to the Eagles last week in the NFL playoffs. Uh, the uh, kicker, Parkey, missed this uh, 46-yard field goal to end the game. Turns out it was tipped. But now Goose Island wants uh, to give football fans a chance to make that field goal. So if you go to the brewery, um, if you not, if you, they're going to build a, a, a field goal, uh, you know, kicking stanchion, whatever. And if you knock down a 43 yard field goal, they're going to give you free beer for a year, which I think is interesting. Now, I, again, I'm not the biggest fan of Goose Island. Yes, I do buy my Bourbon County Stout when it comes out. As to the rest of their offerings, no. Uh, and we'll get into some stuff with Goose Island a little bit later, including the article about this Goose Island. Uh, promotion that I posted. A lot of fun responses. We'll read some of those responses on the program uh, coming up, but we're coming up on a break, so I didn't want to give this short shrift. We'll talk about it uh, in the coming segments. But So Goose Island is basically saying you come out to the brewery, you kick a field goal at 43 yards, you get free beer for a year. Um, one buddy of mine whose name I will not mention said if he wins, could he just uh, you know give back the beer and you know get a couple of bucks out of it? We'll see. I don't know. It's an interesting promotion that Goose Island wants people talking about them, and they've succeeded. And Josh Knoll, uh, for those of you who don't know, we replayed his interview a couple of weeks ago uh, on the program, wrote a great piece about Anheuser-Busch and what they're doing uh, to try and corner the craft beer market in terms of the communication that uh, goes out about craft beer, and they seem to be succeeding. We'll put that link up. It's an interesting story. You definitely want to check that out. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes. And, of course, we'll have suds and duds later on in the program. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder says, new year, same old Democrats. Forty more Democrats, many of them absolutely despise Donald Trump. Once you start calling somebody a Nazi and a racist and a fascist and saying that their policies are similar to those of Hitler, how do you compromise? Once you call the wall that uh, the president campaigned for and on racist how do you compromise the larry elder show weeknights at seven right before joe walsh at nine on am 970 the answer the following is a true story my name is david bryant when i was 37 my wife and i decided to get term life insurance through select quote just three years later i was diagnosed with als also known as lou gehrig's disease because of life insurance the people i love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. Hi, Kevin McCullough. If you've got lower back pain, neck pain, or upper back pain, I want you to talk to my very good friend, Dr. Melinda Keller. Why? Because as the director of the Brooklyn Spine Center, she sees people with pain all the time. And she is simply the best when it comes to non-surgical spinal decompression. What I love about Dr. Melinda Keller is that she's committed to eradicating the pain and not just with scary injections or surgery. No, she wants to make sure your spine is healthy, so she'll give you a complete diagnosis. Let Dr. Keller and the Brooklyn Spine Center help you right now. 718-234-6200. The AM970 Book of the Month from Regnery Publishing is Erasing America by journalist James C. Robbins. Enter to win a copy of James C. Robbins' Erasing America at AM970. AM970theanswer.com. That's AM970theanswer.com.
We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce, and no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch, using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar, or listen to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I never thought that five minutes could make so much difference in the lives of two people, but it has. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. AM 97, The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me very easy on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com, and don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Little Lady Gaga Money Honey uh, from her debut album, The Fame. And uh, Lady Gaga not winning at the Golden Globes. Actually, she did win. I think Best Original Song or whatever it was. But uh, the buzz was they were going to sweep the Golden Globes and then move on to the Oscars. But uh, we shall see what happens there. It'll be interesting to uh, to see as to whether or not uh, her vehicle, uh, the remake with, um, who is it, uh, Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born, which is a remake of a remake of a remake, has some success uh, at the Oscars. No guests tonight. Um we are guest-free this, uh, this week because there is so much news and crazy stuff to get to. And this is a story that is ongoing uh, that affects everybody. So local small breweries feeling the effect of the partial federal, federal government shutdown. Now, as of this recording on um, Thursday morning, the government still shut down. Really no end in sight. Uh, the president and Congress digging in their heels, so to speak. Uh, and I don't like to make this a political show because this is not a political show. It's about beer. But in the end, beer, along with a lot of other things, are being affected because of this government shutdown. And one of them is the fact that the uh, Tax and Trade Bureau is closed. So beers cannot be sold out of state because of the fact that it's closed. Bart Watson uh, represents the Brewers uh, Association. Right now, they're not processing any of those labels. So that's not going to affect beers that are currently in the market. But if they have a spring or a summer seasonal that's coming up, that beer might not be able to be, go into the marketplace. So, so here's the deal. So new beers, obviously, uh, excuse me, old beers not affected. The labels have already been approved by the federal government. They can send them out. Um, but if you have a new beer that's coming out and you're planning on shipping it, you know, anywhere across state lines, now you're going to get affected. So if breweries in New York, for example, want to send beers to Connecticut or New Jersey. So let's say um, Interboro, which now sells in New Jersey. They have a new beer that's coming out. Let's say it's coming out in February and they want to ship it. Well, they can't ship it to New Jersey. They need the Tax and Trade Bureau to apply for a label to be put on the on their beer. The TTB's website says submissions will not be reviewed or approved until funding returns. Now, Andrew Zender, he is from KC Beer Company in Missouri, uh, says he's feeling effects of the shutdown. The, the beers have been named. We have figured out exactly what we're serving. We have submitted those approvals. We're just waiting for them to get kicked back to us with, with that approval state. And uh, that hasn't quite happened yet. So that's a big problem now. Uh, we, we've seen a spotlight on uh, the Almentry uh, locally. Uh, they were on NBC News, a number of other places. And talking about uh, Representative uh, Josh Gottenheimer was actually at their brewery. Here's their problem. Almentry is open. Their brewery is open. They have a new facility that they want to open. They can't open it. They can't open it until the TTB approves the project, the fi- whatever final things that they need for federal approval to open it. So they have this building sitting there. They've probably made beer in it already, and it is sitting, waiting, and they can't open it. That hurts small business. At the end of the day, this this government shutdown is affecting not only uh, federal workers who are furloughed and probably haven't gotten a paycheck in weeks and now are trying to pay their bills, but it also affects small businesses as well because 
if they're doing business with the federal government, and most small businesses in some way have to do business with the federal government, permits, approval, whatever it is, now they're not going to be able to operate. And at least the elementary for now can operate in their, their facility that they're currently using. But in order to open their new one, they need federal approval. It's ridiculous. Um, and as uh, Gottenheimer said uh, the other day uh, when he was uh, at the elementary in their new brewery with Mike Roosevelt and Blake Crawford, he said, um, you know, the, the many small businesses are being held up by the government shutdown that he fiercely opposes. It's enough of the po- po- uh, political games that put businesses and jobs in harm's way. It's time to reopen the government. So whether or not this is going to end the stalemate uh, very soon, which I don't think it is, I think both sides have kind of dug in, this is hurting breweries in general across the country. And it's not just the mom and pop breweries, the small breweries, which are probably getting hurt the most because they don't have as much money uh, to spend. It's also going to affect the bigger breweries as well. And the bigger breweries in the craft beer world can ill afford to have beer sitting in warehouses uh, you know, for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. They've got to get that beer out there so they can sell it and they can make a profit. So we will see what happens. We will, of course, keep you updated on this. But uh, great to see the guys from Elementary uh, all over the local news uh, over the last uh, several days. News 4, News 12, uh, they're all over it. And, again, it's not just the Elementary. Other breweries are being affected as well. Anybody that has to trans- to, to make a new beer, move it across state lines, that requires federal approval. Uh, to open up a facility, it requires federal approval. Um, for example, if Ghost Talk Brewing was ready to open uh, in, in Clifton, they wouldn't be able to open because they need final federal approval. They wouldn't be able to do that. Th- this, is, this is a bigger issue here. It needs to get done. We need to figure out a way to open up the federal government so these businesses can get back to work. And I don't think uh, the federal government is going to be opening anytime soon because as of Friday, it would be the longest shutdown in United States history. Moving on with our news and notes, uh, we've got Heavy Seas. They are introducing a brand new offering in 2019, Citric Cannon. It's a single hop IPA, a limited release available in 12-ounce cans and on draft in February in all states where Heavy Seas beer is distributed. Uh, Citric Cannon uh, proved to be their most popular offering. This was born out of the single cannon series, brewed with a ridiculous amount of 100% Citra hops, yeah, the beer is hazy, juicy, packed full of dank aroma and citra hop flavor. Uh, it is a 6% ABV, a 50 IBU uh, with citra hops and a two-row malt of Munich and caramel. So uh, you'll be able to get that uh, next month. Weyerbacher is doing uh, what they do uh, every year, their Super Barrel Weekend. That's coming up Saturday, January 26th at, in two sessions and Sunday, January 27th. Um, so they're doing an entire weekend at the tap room, music, food, big beers all weekend long. So here are some of the beers that you'll be able to get if you want to attend this event. Uh, the 23rd anniversary barrel aged in Sunday morning stout barrels, a uh, Brunicorn 4, which is a red raspberry, 2017 Sinsanity, it's a cinnamon variant of Insanity, Funky Monk's Julep with lime juice, mint leaves, and aged in barrels. They're going to have a 2015 Insanity, a bourbon barrel aged blithering idiot. 2016 Prophecy, Merry Monks Aged in Bourbon Barrels. You got a 2010 Quad, a Belgian-style quadruple. That sounds really good. I mean, eight years old. That's probably pretty good and pretty powerful, Powerful too. Excuse me. Uh, and then a Sunday morning Salted Chocolate Pretzel Stout. I'm, I'm already licking my lips. I would love to try that. But they're going to do things a little differently this year. The tap room is going to be open to the public during the entire weekend. The Super Barrel event will happen in the private space in front of our 40-barrel brew house. Tickets, $35 per person. They include four four 4-ounce pours, plus unlimited samples of these specialty beers. They're going to be open to the public during these sessions. There will be no designated driver tickets for sale. There's a limit of 125 people per session. So the Saturday uh, se- uh, 1, uh, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. session will include two beers unique to that session, the 20th anniversary and the 2015 Blasphemy. Session 2 on Saturday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., Sin Sexy and 20, uh, 2009 Insanity, and then Session 3 on Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m., the th- uh, 365 Insanity and 2015 Insanity in Dad's Hat Barrel. So that's in addition to the other pours that they're going to be having there. All the Super Barrel Weekend beers limited and available as long as supplies last. Again, each session limited to 125 attendees. The ticket price includes four four-ounce pours, all barrel-aged beers available in four-ounce pours only, no growler fills, and you've got to be 21 uh, or older. This is taking place Saturday, January 26th, and Sunday, January 26th at Weyerbacher in Easton, Pennsylvania. And then finally, we talked about this 
uh, in the last segment about how Goose Island is inviting armchair kickers to come to the brewery. If you kick a field goal of 40, what is it, 43, 46 yards, whatever it is, uh, you will win free beer, Goose Island beer for a year. So I said I would read some of the responses that people put in. Um, I'm not going to name names, uh, but uh, some of these people, one of the responses, I'm not so sure the potential damage to my body is worth a year of Goose Island 312. Uh, another person said, this is dumb considering it's now officially a blocked kick. Uh, another one uh, said, and I mentioned this in the last segment, if I make it, can I opt to take a cash prize of $3 instead of a year of Goose Island AB Corporate Greed Beer, which got the most reaction. Um, another another guy said, um, Newdorp High School, where I went to school, had a kicker, can't remember his name, though. I know the guy's name. He could definitely make that kick. Uh, interesting to see how many people will sign up for this and try to um, try to make this kick to try and get Goose Island beer for a year. It'll be interesting to see. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970, theanswer.com. Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo. Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. V email at AlbertG.NYCRadio.com. And don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're Alexa ready as well. Just say to your Alexa enabled unit that you want to hear the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. And you can download and listen to uh, all of the shows. Actually, not download, but Alexa will play the Craft Beer cast right from there. Uh, the Cure, The End of the World. Boy, that's a great band. If you have not seen The Cure in concert and you are a fan of The Cure, I urge you to go the next time that they are around. I went two years ago. Uh, well, God, it's almost three years ago now uh, with my wife. We went to see them at Madison Square Garden. And when I tell you, uh, he plays the catalog from beginning to end. I mean it. I mean, it was three hours. We were leaving... And they were still playing. That's how uh, amazing that show was. And he just has uh, one of those voices that really just sets my soul on fire. He's just, uh, The Cure is an amazing band. Without a doubt, if you are a fan of them and you have not checked them out, you should absolutely go and see them. So a couple of news and notes here before we get to uh, Suds and Duds. Wanted to mention about Carton Brewing, one of my favorite breweries in New Jersey, and uh, just a couple of weeks ago, they came out with their um, regular coffee for this year. But this year, it is in a uh, nitro form instead of just regular coffee. They did regular coffee in nitro uh, and in cans. And so um, one of, uh, I guess, somebody who had purchased uh, one of the uh, four packs of nitro cans apparently discovered that some of the cans uh, were overpressurized, causing um, kind of a deformity to the can. And so Augie Carton and the good folks from Carton Brewing, as soon as they found this out, they sent out an email uh, to people. And this is probably, I don't know, I would say a week after the beer was released and said, and I'm going to read directly from Carton Brewing here. He said, our friend uh, Jin reached out to us this weekend to ask about a deformed regular coffee nitro cans. They did a series of tests and some follow-up extreme tests. Uh, some cans, three of 48 of them that were tested, were overpressurized, not enough pressure to be dangerous, but enough to deform a can. Um, they, and again, I'm reading directly from them. We think that during one of those constant tweaks to the canning lines, nitro dossier, the tech adjusted it outside of the range for a 12 ounce can to a level intended for a 16 ounce can. The beer is as it should be. It will actually probably hold longer and cascade more beautifully when poured. The higher pressure isn't enough to compromise the can seals, uh, but the cans may misshape. We believe we have isolated the affected cans, pulled them from the stacks. Uh, and as of last Sunday, uh, uh, but gin is in evidence. There are some out in the wilds of New Jersey. Maybe you went down, you picked them up, and, and they could be there. I have not checked my cans, actually, to see if they were deformed. So what Carton is telling you, if you have a popped-up nitro coffee can and want a perfectly can-shaped can, they totally understand they want to make it right. 
Uh, please bring them back to Carton next time you are by. We will exchange them for some cans we are holding for this purpose. If you aren't bothered and drink from a deformed can, bring the empty in on your next visit and your first boat is on us. If getting to Carton is not convenient in your near future, shoot an email to info at cartonbrewing.com. They will sort something out. Again, info at cartonbrewing.com if you have a deformed nitro can, want to return those nitro cans for other nitro cans they're holding aside, or if you have one, you drank from it and it's empty, bring it in. Next time you're there, your first boat beer will be on Carton. That is awesome, and that is how you deal with your customers. You make good on what's going on. Now, again, don't sit and hold your Carton beer, uh, a nitro can that's deformed, until, say, April or May and think that you're going to get a new Carton nitro can. It's probably not going to happen. Get there as soon as you can or contact them, info at cartonbrewing.com, and they will make it right. Some other news and notes. And by the way, I had the nitro. I'm going to review it on Suds and Duds. Let me tell you something. It's fantastic. There you go. And we'll get to it in a little bit, but, man, that's a good beer. Uh, some more news and notes to get to. Firestone Walker is releasing Mind Haze Hazy IPA. This is after nearly a year of experimentation. Uh, Mind Haze, it's a hazy IPA, sets the pace, this according to their press release, with a luscious texture, explosive tropical hoppiness, and unsurpassed shelf freshness for the style. Matt Brindelson, the brewmaster, says we are finally ready to do a hazy IPA the Firestone way. Uh, and uh, Brindelson and his team remain patient as hazy IPAs uh, were blowing up across the nation. They tinkered with the style, retooling it, refining their beer with several R&D batches until they nailed what they were after. Uh, this is, let's see, he said, For Brindelson, the hazy IPA style doesn't just harken back to the East Coast, but all the way back to southeastern Germany. Uh, and apparently he spent time at a Gutman Brewery in t- uh, in Tiding. They have an amazing beer called a Wiesenbach, which I've actually had a Wiesenbach, I think from Vine and Stefaner, if I'm not mistaken. It is a, a beautiful, it, it's this beautiful 7.2% ABV hazy beer with a creamy mouthfeel and a tropical banana aroma that fits right in with the hazy IPAs of today. And yet, they've been making it for more than 50 years, this according to Brindelson. So, this is their new batch that's out there. I'm intrigued to try because I like hazy IPAs. I, I, I am a classic IPA drinker, but I do like the hazy IPA style. Some of them are really uh, fantastic and knock it out of the park. Others, eh, not so much. Um, I kind of think Sam Adams kind of missed the mark a little bit on their New England style IPA. Uh, others have been, have had great success with it, uh, but I'm interested to try Firestone Walker's uh, hazy IPA, which, again, they are calling Mind Haze. So it should be out on shelves Fairly soon, um, they don't mention here in the press release when it's going to be out, but I'm pretty sure uh, it is out now or soon to be released uh, all along, uh, you know, where Firestone Walker is distributed. Of course, it's distributed in New York and New Jersey locally, but of course, in many places uh, across the country. Finally, as we wrap up news and notes here, an interesting study put out by uh, Chicago-based C&R Research, uh, their new study reveals that the largest brewery growth um, in terms of craft beer, occurred in a number of different states. Um, uh, Kentucky, Oklahoma, North Carolina, Virginia, and New Hampshire. But the one that experienced the most growth, guess where? That's right, the great state of New Jersey. New Jersey and Kentucky experienced 43% growth in the number of breweries since 2015. That's followed by Oklahoma, North Carolina, Virginia, and New Hampshire. Um, what surprised them the most was the states that have grown since 2015. Obviously, when you think of craft beer and the explosion of craft beer, you think of places like Colorado and Oregon, Vermont, Illinois, maybe California. Um, you know, these are the places. And, of course, Chicago being one of the uh, the biggest concentrations of beer in the world, uh, or in the country, I shouldn't say the world, in the country, Chicago has taken that claim kind of away from uh, from other places. But New Jersey, which is interesting enough now, CNR Research said, Vermont is the craft beer capital in the United States because it has the most breweries per number of residents. Vermont, home to 11.5 breweries per 100,000 residents of at least 21 years of age, followed by Montana and Maine. But with the 7,000 craft breweries uh, and more in the United States, every state, uh, of course, has at least one brewery. Uh, But what's interesting is the... um, the, uh, the the largest growth of craft breweries in the United States is New Jersey. They uh, eke out Kentucky by 1%, 44%. Now, 
the second number in this study, and we'll post the article up on our social media accounts. We've done it already on our Facebook page. We'll do it again uh, on Twitter. Um, the second number that they have after each state percentage indicates the number of breweries per 100,000 residents at least 21 years old. Um, in New Jersey, it's 1.3 uh, percent of breweries per 100,000 residents. So what not, it might not seem not like a lot, but New Jersey has grown in leaps and bounds over the last couple of years because it, since 2015 they've relaxed the laws. Now we've had other people try to come in and kind of restrict that growth, but here is a business that is succeeding in New Jersey and thriving, and you don't want to see uh, legislation kind of cut that. You want to see more breweries. My issue with this whole, not not just with the study, I think it's great that New Jersey uh, is thriving and that uh, breweries have increased in New Jersey. My issue is this. Um, I think we're starting to see a glut of um, breweries that are expanding. And in order to get me into your brewery, your beer better be good. Not, not, you know, it doesn't have to knock it out of the park, but it can't be subpar. If you're opening up a brewery in New Jersey, you better make sure that when you come out of the box, if you're producing five beers, three of them are outstanding. Three of them are so good that people go, wow, love that beer, got to have it again, got to come in. Um, To me, that's the key. If your beer is not, you know, really banging it out of the box, I don't know if you're going to get me to come back in again. That's the key here. There are a lot of choices for people now. A lot of people can go to their liquor stores and find local beers in their liquor stores uh, or wherever you purchase beer. So your beer better be good when you open that brewery, or you better have a great experience around the brewery. But still, you can have all that great experience and et cetera, et cetera, but you better have great beer or very good beer in order to get me back there. Otherwise, you're going to go by the wayside. Finally, real quick before we take a break, uh, just breaking a couple of days ago, Allagash White, one of uh, the best American beers uh, that's out there, according to Hop Culture and a number of other ple- people. And you know what? It is a very good beer from a wheat style, from a Belgian wheat. Uh, uh, Allagash White will be available in 16-ounce cans coming out this spring. That is pretty cool news. Allagash usually uh, produces only by bottle. There's really no cans. This is the first time they're going to be canning their beer. Uh, and 16-ounce cans of Allagash White will be coming out this spring. Good news to the folks uh, from Allagash. When we come back after a short break, Suds and Duds, our second of 2019. Some good beers on there. Uh, and, yes, the Nitro Regular Coffee from Carton is going to be one of them. That after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News. Opinion. Passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. Clear skies and it's chilly and 29 degrees in the city. What's going on? We have the answer. Utah authorities continue to search for three suspects linked to a shooting outside a mall. A man and a woman in their early 20s are hurt after the incident that took place at the Fashion Place Mall in Salt Lake City suburb of Murray, Utah. The man is in critical condition. The woman's in serious condition. It's believed the shooting may be gang related. Well, teachers in L.A. are set to strike tomorrow. Negotiations between the Teachers Union and the L.A. Unified School District stalled. Teachers are scheduled to hit the picket line Monday morning. Teachers are asking for a 6.5% raise, reduced class sizes. The union's bargaining chair says they haven't received a new offer from the district over the weekend, and they'll be striking tomorrow. But schools will be open for the 640,000 in America's second largest school district here in New York. We're the largest. New York City Mayor de Blasio not ready to rule out a run for the White House in 2020. He was asked on CNN State of the Union whether his recent speaking engagements across the country should be taken as a sign that he's mulling it over. I'm focused on my job. Right now, our party is going through a serious debate. And there's still a lot of moderate voices in the party that did not learn the lessons of 2016 and are not listening to what people need in this country. So you're ruling it out? I never rule things out because you never know what life brings. But I'm focused on the work I'm doing now and getting this message out. Now, if you listen closely enough, you can hear the steam coming out of Joe Piscopo's ears. In sports, the Knicks lost to the 76ers, 108-105. to The Rangers lost to the Blue Jackets, 7-5. to But the Islanders beat Tampa Bay, 5-1. to Checking traffic Monday, alternate side in effect. Hudson River Crossings looking good into and out of the city. Road work on 287 north and north of exit 2 in Edison. Right lane out till 4. Your forecast, cold tonight, 24 in the city. Monday, partly sunny with a high of 35. I'm Susie Cerrone on AM 970. The answer.
Hugh Hewitt doesn't see an end to the shutdown. The shutdown is in its third week. No, we we know that. It's going to go a long time because Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer will not compromise. And I would like your opinions on who's to blame for this. I think it is squarely a Schumer-Pelosi shutdown. They will not build any border barriers. It is all on the Democrats. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis. You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting the Stand with Israel tour with my friend Dennis Prager. This tour of the Holy Land will bring us face-to-face with one of our country's most important allies and one of the most fascinating spiritual regions on earth. More than a vacation, this bucket list trip will deepen your faith and expand your mind. I personally want to invite you to join me on this journey. Register today, and I'll see you in Israel. For more information and to register for this trip, go to am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. Final segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Led Zeppelin. How many more times, guys? What a classic. Oh, just Paige's voice, Plant's guitar. It's tremendous. The drums, John Bonham's drums, John Paul Jones on the bass and keyboard. What, what an amazing band. Amazing. Jimmy Page turned, uh, was it 75? This past week, unbelievable. Follow me. It's easy on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo. That's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast and you can find all the shows on those two platforms. So, uh, our final segment uh, of the evening, which is as usual, our suds and duds. Um, you know, uh, by the way, and speaking of Led Zeppelin real quick, um, you know, rumors obviously abound that Led Zeppelin is going to get together for their, you know, what, what is it, 50th reunion or whatever this year. And Robert Plant um, and Jimmy Page have both been asked a million times, will you reunite? Will you reunite? Page wants to do it. Plant does not. And it's very simple. I think Robert realizes, not that I know Robert personally, Robert Plant, but he realizes he cannot hit those notes anymore. Um, and so to have people pay, and I think he has said this in an interview, I'm not, you know, this is, I'm not trying to inject my opinion here, but um, I believe he has said, like, you know, I, I don't want people paying for a tremendous amount of money to see a show and not get what they paid for. And it's understandable. And he's also moved in a different direction musically. He's not the lead guy from Led Zeppelin anymore. He's Robert Plant. I mean, his solo stuff in the 80s, he's doing. He's still doing more work uh, today and in a much different way when he was with the Honey Drippers and all this other stuff. It, it's, it's completely different from what he did at the start of his career with Led Zeppelin. Epic band, tremendous hits, uh, but uh, I can understand why he doesn't want to do it. Now, Plant still wants to play. He's willing to do it. Um, I know they both had a falling out with John Paul Jones. It'd be great to get Bonham's son uh, you know, involved in the whole thing. Uh, but, you know, listen, if they don't want to do it, that's it. I mean, that's the bottom line. So, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see 
a Led Zeppelin re- reunion. I think there's more of a chance of a Van Halen reunion than a Led Zeppelin reunion. 1984 came out this week, uh, you know, as well. And apparently there's rumors that uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, not Led Zeppelin, excuse me, Van Halen is going to get back together with the original band, including Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony has said, I haven't talked to those guys in years. David Lee Roth apparently is floating that rumor around. Whether or not that's true or not, I have zero clue. All right, so let's get into uh, some of the beers that I had, and there were some good ones. Uh, so Paragon Tap and Table on uh, New Year's Day uh, throws this event where they tap their rare beers that have been in their cellar for a while, some good aged stuff, um, you know, and rarities that you wouldn't, wouldn't normally see on tap uh, at Paragon. So I started off with a sour because I was in the mood for something uh, sour, had a flight uh, of, of beers, but I wanted to start off with something sour. So I had an Alexander uh, by Rodenbach, fantastic, sweet, sour, just perfect, a good way to start. And again, I'm really digging sours a lot more now, so I'm kind of happy that I'm, I'm able to appreciate them more than I did a couple of years ago when I didn't like them at all. Uh, then I moved on to... Uh, Interboro's premier IPA, Tropical Great Hop. Interboro puts out some fantastic beers. If you haven't been over there in Brooklyn, you definitely want to check them out. Obviously, they're in Jersey. They're expensive. No, no joke. They're expensive, but it's a great beer to have. Now, again, rare beers. When they put rare beers out, it's usually stuff that's heavy, that's potent. So, had an Evening Bell uh, by Kane. Uh, smooth chocolate coffee, delicious. Just really, really good. But the one that I had that I ended up getting a second pour of a full pour was the Morning Bean from Kane. Outstanding. The vanilla, coffee, all mixed together perfectly. Awesome. And sometimes there can be a little too much vanilla in a beer where it, again, becomes cloying. Like when somebody, when there's, you know, too much um, coriander, too much spice. If there's too much spice on one particular spice that you're trying to put in, and sometimes it offsets the beer. It doesn't. It just doesn't taste right. Well, not with Morning Bean. The vanilla in this is perfect. It's just subtle enough that you taste it with the coffee, and it mixes beautifully. And it's a it's a big boozy beer. Uh, make no mistake. I think it's like a ten percent uh, beer. I know it's above ten percent. It is just smooth as silk, and that vanilla just nails it the way they do. And Kane puts out really really good. Uh, big banging beers. Uh, then I had a Monk's Cafe Flemish Sour Ale to uh, finish off the night. Uh, sweet, sour, um, wine kind of uh, flavored, tart, really nice. Just a really nice beer. I mean, if you're a wine drinker and you're looking for something that's close to that, if you want to drink a beer, this would be at the Monk's Cafe Flemish Sour Ale. Uh, th- this is definitely something that you would want to pick up. It, again, if you're a wine drinker. I mean, I like a glass of wine every once in a while. I would not call myself. Listen, I'm not a connoisseur of beer by any stretch of the imagination. You put it in front of me, I'm going to try it. Whether or not I drink it or not, um, you know, after a first turn, who knows. So then I took a trip down to Carton uh, Brewing. Uh, Carton put out their regular coffee, which they usually do. Uh, and this time around, they did a nitro regular coffee on New Year's Day. I got down there a couple of days later. Wasn't able to get down there on New Year's Day. Um and my neighbor and I, Greg, we went down, and he said to me, he says, listen, we're just going to pick up and go? I said, yeah, you know, we'll pick up, grab a couple of, you know, we'll grab a couple of six packs or whatever, uh, four packs, whatever we're going to do, and we'll get out of there. And he goes, maybe we should have a flight when we got there. I said, okay, we'll have a flight. So the new tasting room isn't open yet, but they're, you know, they've, they've kind of cleared out some space uh, upstairs, so there's a couple of more couches that you can kind of relax on. So we ended up uh, getting a flight. Started out with, of course, as usual, a boat beer, which is what they always give you uh, to start. And then the next five, uh, for fi- which is, Car- I, I, the other thing about Carton is you get a flight at Carton, it's five bucks. And they give you six beers. So you get five, you get six beers. The first one is on them. It's a boat. It's always a boat beer to start. And then they give you five chips that you can use. Or you can take the chips home and bring them back when you feel like it, if you don't feel like having any more. But that's what, I love that. That's it's such a great job. And, you know, it's a decent pour. It's not, you know. So anyway, started out with this town uh, by Carton, their lager. I had not had this before. I thought I had, and I hadn't. This is a really nice beer. Sweet, smooth, um, just a really perfect lager. In fact, I know my neighbor picked up a six-pack of this. This is definitely something if I saw in the stores, this could be in my regular rotation. That's how good it is as a lager. Very, very difficult to find a good lager these days. And um, 
Augie, you nailed it on this one. This is really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, as we continue on here, Suds and Duds, the final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, after that, had an August 2. This was super smooth, very strong, fruit-flavored, uh, nice. Um, I think this is a double, if I'm not mistaken. A double or a triple? I think it's a double. Um, uh, really nice. Another good one. Um, and then what else did I have? Then I had I got a growler of the 0770603. Uh, piney, decent bite, nice double IPA. Uh, really good on that one. Uh, and then, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, had the uh, Nitro Regular Coffee, which I had a taster of it. I bought a, I bought a uh, what was it, four-pack? Four-pack or six-pack? Four-pack, I think. I'm pretty sure. Isn't it four-pack? I don't remember. Boy, my memory is bad. Anyway, um, so... This year, the regular coffee is on nitro, so it's a little bit smoother, and boy, I'll tell you, to me, for all the regular coffees that I've had over the last couple of years, this, to me, is the best version yet. Smooth, coffee, strong, it still has that, you know, you know that 12, 13% where it really knocks you down, but this is really good. I mean, super smooth, where, I, I mean, I didn't drink it quickly, but quicker than I normally would uh, when it comes to regular coffee. That's one of those you pour it out, and you let it sit, and, you know, sip. Uh, during the course of a half hour or 45 minutes, this was fantastic. Augie, the best regular coffee that you've put out so far. Now, the variants have not come out yet. And, in fact, it was so good, I ended up picking up a bag of the coffee and beans that they make the regular coffee with. You can get that there uh, at the brewery. Uh, I don't know if there's any left. As of uh, a couple of days ago, there were. Um, but uh, if you haven't gotten down there to get it, you better get down there and get it. Super Ego IPA is also out as well. Haven't had that yet. Picked up a fresh... A uh, six-pack of that, and uh, a four-pack, excuse me, of that, and uh, Super Ego is an outstanding IPA. I mean, just dank and, and you know, and really delicious, piney, you know, just a real good punch in the throat uh, on that one, the Super Ego IPA. Finally, two other beers that I had, the Gimme Gimme Pineapple Mango by Killsboro um, was my other can that I had of this uh, in the refrigerator, a fantastic beer. If he, if, if, uh, they put this out again, uh, Sean Torres. If you put this out again, uh, you've got me in uh, without a doubt for a four-pack or six-pack of this. And then finally, 23 by Heavy Seas Beer. This is their 23rd anniversary beverage. Thick, bitter, dank, yet not juicy, malty, slightly sweet. This was so good. I enjoyed this last week, uh, and it was just a phenomenal beer that went down very, very smooth. Kudos to Heavy Seas. Uh, happy 23rd anniversary, and thank you. Uh, for sending me one of those beers. That was delicious. That's definitely something if I saw in the stores uh, I would pick up for sure. But, again, the Nitro Regular Coffee by Carton. If you haven't had a chance to get it, get down to Carton in Atlantic Highlands. Go pick yourself up uh, a four-pack of this bad boy. It is good. I cannot wait for the variants to come out. I am wondering what Augie has done uh, to shape the variants. Uh, we we shall see uh, in the coming weeks. But, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.